Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up live show presented as always by our friends at High Noon. Solly here, DJ Pie is here. Hello, Pie Man. Hello, guys. Good to be with you. Uh, we were on the edge for a little while there, but I think we we saved it at the end, and uh, I'm ready for a big weekend at the U.S. Open. We flipped it at the bottom. No, 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 no. Yes, <laughs> saved it at the bottom like a Scotty Scheffler uh, hold on golf swing. KVV is calling in from the media center. Hello, KVV. Gang, I'm sorry. I'm excited to give uh, live show viewers an inside look at the weirdness of the media center tonight. <laughs> if you're watching on the live show right now, you can see all of America's dorkiest sports writers, uh, including myself, hanging in there. So. Remember when they uh, remember when they used to do the live shots at the U.S. Open? They or the Tour Championship and stuff. They'd have like the steady cam go through the media center just for like a second. That's basically what this is. We haven't seen it in a totally. while. Totally. We uh, the podcast booth that has been reserved, I believe, has been hijacked. So he is calling in from his desk, and we appreciate that, KVV. And is there a special occasion tonight, Mister Tron Carter? I see you have dressed formally for the occasion. Uh, I, any any kind of hints as to why you uh, you you are wearing what you're wearing? Uh, I was actually invited to Blocky's black tie uh, reception at, at uh, LACC with an after party at the Doheny room. Uh, so, I, I, you know, let's keep this tight tonight, guys. All right. Well, I think we need to kick the let's kick it down the road a little bit. We all know why he's wearing the tux. We know there's an apology coming. I, I think we need to let some more people trickle in. Let's we, uh, let's milk this your, thing a little bit. We've had to listen your to donations can help TC get to his apology. <laughs> Please call now. We're not. Please pledge as much as you can. There's yeah, no friends. Get some friends in here. If we hit a certain number, I think we could we could get the apology. But it's going to be a minute. We will not be doing the apology before five thousand people get in here. So we'll <laughs> just we got to let it. It's got to be a big big trickle. Um, if you are a tequila lover who is never satisfied with malt-based hard seltzer offerings, you are going to love the new High Noon Tequila Seltzer. They are now available nationwide. We've been warning you about them uh, for months. We said they'd be available nationwide starting in May, and they are here. They're made with real tequila and real juice. They have a clean finish because it's made with real Blanco tequila. You know the facts. 100 calories, gluten-free, no added sugar. Comes in four bright, crisp flavors. we got strawberry, lime, grapefruit and passion fruit i'm on the grapefruit tonight which i'm not a huge grapefruit guy i've been like these have been the only tequilas i, I haven't drank yet and i'm really enjoying it i'm pleasantly surprised i don't like I'm, a paloma i'm yeah. not a yeah i don't like palomas i've determined as well that's really? a big thing not I'm, even like I they come in the little palomas. pot no I, I i love it it's been a surprise to me i thought i would but uh when we were out in california about a month ago i did not did not enjoy them as much uh, high Noon is great for any occasion under the sun, and there's no better time than summer to try High Noon Tequila Seltzer. Look for High Noon Tequila Seltzer on Drizzly or at your local convenience or liquor store or visit highnoonspirits.com to find it near you. Heading into the weekend at LACC, Ricky Fowler is 10 under, Wyndham Clark a shot behind at 9 under, Rory and Xander at 8 under par, a lot of other people behind them hunting. DJ, I'm going to throw it to you first. What's, the, what's your story of the day, big takeaway of the day? Uh, I had already filled up my notes by the time I saw Tron in the tuxedo. So uh, th that was already, obviously that's kind of become my story of the day, but no, it's gotta be big Dick Rick, man. Ricky Fowler, just medium. fighting, fighting medium. it a little bit. Sorry, medium Dick Rick, D potentially big Dick Rick. Potentially. On how yeah. Next 36 Hopefully. 
the artist from the weekend. Trick. Uh, but yeah, Ricky Fowler, man, just b- battling it a little bit, but still pouring in what seven birdies today, eight birdies today again. And just, uh, I, I don't know, man, I had a blast watching it. TC, you flagged this earlier, but just whenever you get a player like that, that, that has the juice on those mid range putts where it just looks like they're going to make everything. It just makes the telecast so much more fun. So I cannot wait to watch Ricky this weekend. That's, that's by far my story of the day today. TC, what's your biggest takeaway? I think we preached patience. I think the patience paid off. Uh, you know, it was a little bit juiceless this morning, and sun came out. Things dried out a little bit. Um, I think some of it's just aesthetic. Place just sings in the sun, in the bright sun. Even like fifteen, having those layers there and seeing the contrast between the bunkers and the the you know uh, sharp rough there, and then the green. I think it's just. It, the course looks a lot better in the sun. I think tomorrow is going to be freaking awesome. I think it's it's setting up for an awesome, awesome third round Saturday. Uh, and yeah, Ricky, great, great stuff. Hope it continues. Really, really happy for him. And and you know, kind of a true full circle moment. KBV, you spent the day out there. You've been doing some writing. You've been doing asking some questions. You followed some golf. What is your big story of the day? Uh, I feel like the setup getting firmer is the big story of the day. Um, I, we'll have some sort of comments about that in general. We were sort of talking in our Slack about what do you want a U.S. Open to be uh, in this day and era when, uh, as we talked about last night, you have frying pans to hit the ball with. Uh, and so we're going to examine that a little bit in our written piece. But um, I don't know, the secondary story for me was, was Rory uh, getting sort of a 30 on his uh, back nine was a, the front nine of the golf course. Um, looked really good for a good stretch there and seems kind of uh, like this might be, you know, the best chance he's had for a while. Uh, we'll see. KVV sounds off on LSS. <laughs> <laughs> Just like but my media skeptical. criticism might be the second biggest story. This thing. Uh, if you're listening on the pod, oh, look There's who just joined Kyle us. Kyle Porter here. wants to say hello Kyle as well. Kyle Porter popping in. Uh, yeah, I, I talked to Brooks briefly after his round. Uh, there were other reporters certainly there, but uh, I sort of mentioned, you know, what do you think of the course? And he was like, eh, I'm not the biggest fan. You know, it's just I don't really love blind shots, but, you know, it's fine. That's what it is, essentially. And some other media kind of took that and said, Brooks sounds off about the U.S. Open. Brooks rips the course, which uh, caused me to put on my media ombudsman hat and uh, get a little chippy on Twitter. So, TC, you know, you it's the weekend of a U.S. Open. Hat back there. <laughs> uh, it's it's the weekend of us open everybody's a little bit punch drunk uh, everybody's ready. oh look at that dc it's I a true it. true uh blue on black kenny wayne shepherd situation here guys shout out to my guy blocky we got way too many vowels up here though if we honest media if we can be fair to brooks i will uh, i will read the quotes if you if you don't mind kvv said i think it should be around par um when explaining what his ideal u.s setup should yield yeah i mean i'm not a huge fan of this place i just think that there's a a i'm not a huge fan of blind tee shots and then i think there's just some spots that no matter what you hit the ball ends up in the same spot i think it would be more fun to play on just like a regular round than it would be a u.s open i mean there's what two eights yesterday that doesn't happen uh referring to two scores at eight under par 
Um, I got Ben Coley was quick to point out that the 2017 U.S. Open that Brooks won, there was both a 9 and a 7 on one of the days. Uh, and Brooks said, I love this course. I think it's great. It's not easy by any means. It's the U.S. Open. So uh, when he played well on a wide open course that had the lowest score in U.S. Open history, he seemed to like it, but uh, does not like the low scores this time around, which just, listen, we've all walked off golf courses that we didn't play well and, and not like them. But I, I did find that, I, that a little bit ironic as a, as a reaction. Sure. He did say too. I'll say he did. He's like, I just didn't have my game. Like I'm not. It's not the setup or anything. I'm just not playing very well. And he's, he weirdly though he did say, I think I'm playing better than I did at Oak Hill, which was truly sick. That was he's the like, chef's kiss. I was I hoping you really were there. I didn't really have it on Saturday and Sunday, but so I think I'm playing better than I did that. Um, you know, it's Brooks my, going Brooks. My story of the day, since you, you've you've covered it basically with Rick um, and, and Rory, those were two of my big ones. Um, Scotty, we're going to talk a lot about. I think is a story of the day as well. But I think like what I'm really happy about and really excited about is we got a preview of the start of the U.S. Open. Right, it, it was the the shift in the weather this afternoon was the beginning of the real golf. Uh, I've preached a little bit of caution on some of the guys at the top, just saying like. Hey, I'm going to be convinced on Rory when I see him controlling the ball when it's bouncing firm. Rory got to play in the the good side of the wave. Has played really good golf. Ricky played on the on the bad side of the wave, which is not was not definitely not drastic on day one, but was I mean a shot and a half on day two is a pretty decent sized wave. And Ricky but, controlled his golf ball in when the greens got firm. He made a ton of birdies. He played really he played big dick golf, if I may say. And uh, I think the rest of the everyone's going to have to go through 36 holes. On the real golf course, not the soft one. That's gone. That's not coming back. The sun is going to be out. And it's a totally different question than, than what we've had to date. And, I, again, I stress just like the legal stuff, we're so, so early in this. Solly, how much did, did JT score? Oh, you were just chomping at the bit. You just couldn't <laughs> wait. Couldn't wait to get it in. You've, you've been wanting to bitch about the, the waves and the draw all day. You've been setting this up all day. I, tough, I, tough round from JT. What, what part of any of that was bitching? You're, I believe you're the one bitching to start this off. <laughs> I'm just saying. You're, you're the one bringing up the draw. I'm just saying. I'm saying, like, I, I like to see Scotty Scheffler playing well on this side of the draw and being, like, the grav the guy, just the, the real buoy right now. He's the dude that's slowly climbing the leaderboard this afternoon, not doing anything special, wasn't really draining putts, uh, still sitting there at five under, five shots back, and uh, I, I, he's, he's my pick to win, and he's still my pick to win. I think he's sitting very, very, very primed right now. But I think another guy, another, we haven't mentioned him yet, Wyndham Clark was really freaking impressive this morning. Yeah, he was awesome. Uh, yeah. I know it was, you know, I know it was wetter and, and cloudier and all that, but, um, you know, just nails, especially on that that harder back nine as well. So, um, you know, shout out to him. I'm sure we'll talk more about him, but, you know, very, very impressed with what I saw. Um, if you were tuning in for a record uh, low U.S. Open and Ricky Fowler in the lead and expecting to hear Big Randy, we do regret to report that uh, there was a death. Randy had a death in the family. If you listened to the show last night, we, we, we mentioned that as well, but he will not be joining shows this week. So he would have gladly been here if the situation was any different. But uh, Ricky's been in this situation before. Uh, does this feel, TC, I'll ask you first, does this feel any different to you? Do, does, do you have any more hope? What do you typically think when you see Ricky in contention at a major, and what do you think right now? Yeah, I mean, when was the last time we saw him in contention at a major? Right? Like five years ago? When was the last time we saw him? I, I know he's been playing really good golf, and I don't have a photographic memory of this stuff by any means, but... Has he really like been in contention, contention, or has he just kind of been hovering around like T twelve, T fifteen, T seven? 
you know, I know he's he's finished top 20 a bunch, but I don't know that he's really threatened to win. Definitely not after like the first two rounds, e- like even in this stretch of really like good golf. Well, yeah, I know he won 2019 Phoenix Open, right? But just like, just, from just speaking major, major perspective, yeah. like the solo second at the Masters in 2018, um, dueling T5s at US Open and PGA in 2017. I think the 2019 ones were a little bit not. You know, like he wasn't contending. He was just kind of sneaking in the back door, I think. You know know what's kind of interesting is when was the last time have we ever seen Ricky contend like as an underdog, right? Because that that, to me almost feels a little different where it's like I I feel like people are always rooting for him to win, but they're rooting for him to win in a way that's like, man, you should have won 15 of these by now, right? And that was kind of the whole the Players' Championship in 15 when it you know they had like the whatever it was the si poll or the golf.com poll that was like who's who's the most overrated player and he's been like viewed through that lens a little bit but i don't know the last time like it it felt like a true like underdog coming up 18 today and it was really cool it's a totally different feeling for ricky yeah i think solid your question like even when ricky hasn't gotten it done in majors it's not because he's necessarily choked because he just got tracked down and like somebody else beat him um you know, I think there's something to that. Like, yeah, you got to be able to go out and get it and close the deal. I, I, you know, I certainly don't want to make excuses for the guy, but um, I don't know. I feel really good. I feel like his his mid irons look great. Um, like that shot he hit into 17, like a few minutes ago, was just exceptional. Yeah. I thought the shot he he was between he was between clubs on a few holes, like 12, uh, 12, 13, 14. It seemed like, and he and he made the right decisions. Uh, and then the putter looks awesome. So putter cooled off for you know a spell there, and he recovered from it and got right back in the game. So I'm really really excited. I'm 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 100% rooting for for Ricky here. I don't know. I'll, I'll mildly push back on that TC that he didn't choke. Like I was at the Aaron Hills U.S. Open. You know he opened with a 65. He was the leader. If, you know the first day he was right there. The second day. It was just sort of it was a slow sort of sad bleed. And on the last day when he shot 72, he was just like in neutral all day. He was he was yeah. still taking three wood off some tees. And right. I remember yeah. asking him that day, like, hey, why didn't you get a little more aggressive? Like, why didn't you start to start to press a little bit? And he was like, no, just stuck to the game plan. Like, not not uh, unhappy. And I wrote a column being like, OK, like, shouldn't you like, you know, try to I don't know, like. Because shouldn't this hurt a little bit more? And that was the kind of right around the time that Butch Harmon threw out the, you know, does he want to be a Kardashian or does he want to be like an actual <laughs> God, golfer? <I'm> sick. <laughs> Which is so interesting because he brought up Butch, yeah. you know, I, he brought up Butch this week and talked about how much Butch has meant to him, not just as a swing coach, but as a mental coach. Uh, which, you know, shows you that like if you're good enough of a teacher of a golf coach, it's a life coach. Life coach, coach KVV. That's Put right. a little Excuse respect me. on the Sounds like Claude Harmon. Yeah, kind of runs Excuse in the me. family. Yeah. It 100% does. It's a family business. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, no, but, I think KVV, I think that's a really, really good point. I think also, though, like, unless Ricky goes out and shoots, was that a par 72? Aaron, Aaron, Aaron was, yeah. Yeah, I think okay. it was, yes. So, unless he goes out and shoots 66 or better, he's in a playoff. Like, I do remember being disappointed in that instance, but I guess what I'm getting at is there's not some long history of choking things away here. It's just like he just lost his game, right? And, and, you know, like, I mean, the guy finished top five in four majors in the same year, which is one of the more impressive things I think that's happened in the last 10 years or so. And I, I was going to say, the game, yeah. he plays he plays smart golf too, right? Like, he's he's yeah. 
it seems like his game is built for majors. And I obviously don't mean that over the last three years, like he hasn't been a major championship contender, but the style of golf that he plays, it, it feels to me a little bit like the, you know, like the Zalatoris model and like, you know, some of those guys that are like, he's not going to go win, you know, the Bob hope and he's not going to go win when it's 30 under par, but he, when it gets tough, he tends to tends to rise at least a little bit or his skills are kind of on more display. I think. I feel like Ricky has been over the course of his career simultaneously overrated and simultaneously <laughs> totally. underrated. Like yeah. he is an extremely talented player, especially in his prime. He has returned pretty much like if you again if you check the numbers, he looks exactly like the dude that he was. Uh, you know, not quite fully peak Ricky, but like what you would expect from an above average year in his career. And uh, he's gotten a rap for not winning a lot. He's won what's five, six times, which is not not a small amount. It's just the profile has always outweighed the accomplishments on the course. When you have a commercial load that big, people are going to nitpick you a little bit. I, I don't really have a problem with that. That's just part of the reality. But uh, I don't know why this does feel a little different. It does. Uh, it feels like he's really, really quick to the gas pedal and is not afraid of the moment. And uh, I don't know. It meant it meant a lot to me today to see him do that in those conditions because I think it, it really was a little harder than people probably were even given the credit for. Kevin? It's all your your Ryder Cup take for Ricky is looking pretty good about now. There was a lot of people talking some shit when you brought that up, but no. I, I already apologized yesterday. Put him on the team. Did you? I didn't I didn't catch that. Maybe I was gone. So TC didn't uh, apologize because yeah. I used models for that and he hated that. So uh it, it, he had a I was right there have? with you on the Ricky stuff. I didn't hate on that whatsoever. Now I do think you need to evaluate whether JT should be on the team, but that's another conversation. We will we'll get to that tonight. The, the majority yeah. of the questions a when, I, conversation. when I asked for questions tonight was uh, was about JT. I was I was surprised by that. I mean, obviously, the 81 is a very, very bad sign, but I uh, was surprised. Ricky, real quick, uh, I think Ricky-wise, I think there's a larger conversation in that he seems like a really fitting winner for this. You know, I, I'm not going to give it to him 36 holes in, but if we did have him as a winner, he would be a very fitting apropos winner for LA Country Club, right? Like, a bit of a Derek Derek Jeter at Yankee Stadium kind of a kind of fit. Yeah. I mean, I mean, DJ it seems like it makes the, sense. The Bain Capital U.S. Open earlier, like <laughs> just just very very. Uh, yeah, you got Goldman Sachs and and City and you know a bunch of investment firms hanging out in the clubhouse by the first tee there. It's a win for the brand. <laughs> yeah, you know everybody's it's so tough. It's you know, tough. like, like all the, all the stands are empty on 17 and 18. Uh, when the leaders are coming through at the end of the day, cause people are trying to miss traffic. It's, it's tough. Right? Like I will defend LACC, the golf course a lot. Uh, but if we're talking overall as a venue, it coming up this short on vibe and atmosphere and grandstands and publicly available tickets and being this much of a C-suite open and it really shining through on television, I'm here for that argument. That that argument yeah. stands here in terms of how much of a letdown this has been. But we, I don't know. We were prepared for this. We mentioned this on the preview podcast. We talked about this last night. I was surprised again how many questions came through of what's up with the crowd. Uh, listen, I know not everyone's got all the time in the world to listen to all the content we put out, but this was planned for. This was this was a really tough logistical U.S. Open. Um, the U.S. Open footprint has grown and grown and grown over the years, and it's really hard just to get. If you just look on a map at where LACC is, imagine getting 40,000 people a day into this property and out of this property safely is, is, a, is a tough go around. It's tough to get in between the holes out there. Uh, there's a reason why they plan it to be this way. Does it, does it suck? Sure. But uh, 
for me, it still adds up to a, a very worthy major destination because I think the golf course really is that cool and the playing style is that cool. And I think these next two days are going to be really good. It's not been perfect to date, but I think it's we have a chance for it to be really, really good to finish. Just to to I guess tie the loop on this a little bit. We say this about the PJ Championship all the time, and I think you could say it about the USGA too and the US Open, but one of these majors would have such a good chance to carve out like we we talked a little bit earlier today on Slack about like identity and does the does the tournament have an identity does it need an identity is that stupid is that smart w- one of these tournaments would be so smart i think to carve out the identity of just only going to like the best public golf courses in the country and it just seems like we're getting so much farther and farther yeah. away Hell from yeah. that looking at like and, and i guess the USGA you could absolutely also convince me that their identity is we only go to the best golf courses because we are running the best golf tournament to find the best player. Like I can get on board with that too. Yeah. But like the PJ championship, I think like it's just the courses that they're going to, it just ends up being like a diet, you know, no aspartame us open. And it's like, man, it just seems like you could like Beth page is not my thing, but like, do I think for the game of golf, it's better to go to Beth Page than it is fucking Quail Hollow? Like, yes, a hundred times out of a hundred. Ditto for Tory Pines. Ditto for, you know, I, they're, and they're doing good stuff with the Frisco, Texas event. So I, I don't know. It seems like that, that's just always been a pet peeve. And it's Chambers Bay. Yes, Chambers, Chambers Bay. Yeah. Chambers. Is that Chambers Bay's music? So it's kind of an own goal from the USGA. Who said who? Chambers Bay? Who said that? <laughs> who said that? Set up, uh, they set up revenue this year where this the club crazy. was like, hey we'll, <laughs> hey, we'll give you all the gate. And the USGA was like, sick, but we get all the corporate hospitality. And they're like, all right, cool, deal. Uh, You're the saying gate, LACC is getting all the hospitality LACC money. LACC gets all the hospitality money. Almost $50 million. <laughs> Hundred percent of that. <laughs> and, See, I uh, can't understand how bankers and lawyers and hedge fund people were able to negotiate such a good deal. How do they? <laughs> how do they outsmart the USGA? It's crazy, right? Uh, and then, yeah, there's what you know, fifteen, twenty thousand tickets a day, and I don't think that adds up to, you know in total to 48 million dollars it so. just re- reminds me of like arnold palmer and uh who oh, cool. was it arnold and jack that like split the gate during the uh the famous playoff yes. <laughs> it's yes. like oh don't worry we're gonna split the gate for this it's like oh that i guess that hasn't changed in you know 60 years <laughs> Uh, we got a lot to get to on tonight's show. Uh, we are big fans of a lot of the guys on the leaderboards. And by now, you guys know that we are big fans of Omni Hotels and Resorts, not just for the championship caliber golf, but the diverse destinations all across the country. We love the fact that you can make a golf trip and make it a vacation at the same time, especially this time of year. Uh, so whether with public. Public, yeah, I, did, I didn't public know this ad read was coming. Don't think I was being too cute on that. I didn't know. I did not know this was coming. We're not saying they should hold, host the U.S. Open, but whether you're with the guys or the family, escape the heat in the mountains of Virginia at the Omni Homestead, or in the hill country in Austin at Omni Barton Creek. We just played uh, these courses in the last couple of weeks. Stay tuned for some film room episodes on those. Omni Hotels and Resorts delivers the best modern golf experience from corner to coast. Twelve diverse golf destinations with twenty-seven iconic courses and multiple. Courses cool short courses go to omnihotels.com slash nlu and find your golf summer retreat shout out to omni they've been a great partner and they support our video content and our live shows this week as well so we are thankful for that kvv is a, a guy that knows a thing or two about front porches he he glossed the omni homestead the best front porch in america wow it's, so, it's really great that's uh, no joke yeah 
we Deej and I had some. I brought some beers at the gas station up the road. We sat out on the front porch. We <laughs> we did that game where you pass around the phone and you each get to pick a song. It was I great. think DJ picked tonight tonight with the Smashing <laughs> Pumpkins like four times in a row. It was amazing. <laughs> Truly an all time night. Uh, any more uh, leaderboard names that we uh, that we haven't gotten to yet? TCL. I mean, yeah, TCL. I want to issue an apology. I want to issue an apology because I I limited you to ten yesterday. I've never seen so much feedback. It's like this that's is bullshit. electrons. This that's this fake. is the best part that's of the fake. show. That's These the bees. That's the beast. <laughs> <laughs> there's so bots. many. There's the so many electrons out there though, Solly. Like they're probably making up four thousand of the six thousand people watching live right now. So you know what? You're wearing your dumbass tuxedo. Go ahead, man. Just just cook <laughs> it's a for nice a while. Nice tuxedo. Okay. Is it time. <laughs> First of all, tip your waiters tonight, folks, okay? <laughs> um, God, where do we start? I, I think you guys owe an apology to Dustin Johnson. Uh, this was, I remind you, this was confidential privileged conversation that you're referencing here. I, I don't think I said it. I, I did say I was selling Dustin Johnson, and then he made an eight on the second hole. So I, I don't in feel the, really bad about that In the easy wave, too. Yeah. Like, let's be clear here. And then, he, and then he went on to play the rest of the round in, like, four under. So, um in you know, easy wave. DJ, you did say that. Yeah, Dustin wants no part of this grind. You, I did. I said no, he'd be. I said he'd be the best best member guest player in the history of the world, right now. I so are you? Yeah. Do we want to reevaluate the stock today? Because I, I I'm still need to see. I mean, it the stock DJ. is flat to yesterday. It's completely flat to yesterday. So, you know, you guys do with that what you will. I already sold uh, all mine. Are you? Are you, are buying, you buying more? more? Yeah, you can have. I'm you buying can have more. Mine. All right, I'm buying more. I'm gonna get a little dabble and put it in my etf plays uh harris english flushing it 66 H -E. today he -E, H -E the flusher <laughs> he's gonna be in the chalet with Dustin the original he <laughs> uh minwoo lee guys 65 today no uh doubt. this this guy's showing up a lot in big tournaments i didn't see his fit today was it good uh, it was fine okay yeah, yeah. It was kind of tame bring that, by his standards. You need to bring that mock turtleneck back, that rashy. All the rashy, yeah. <laughs> if I, it was um, funny. The media, just on Min, Min with the, the, on Min Woo real quick, the media was like asking him, like, well, you know, what do you think about the setup? Is this like a fair setup or what do you, what do you should, you know, and he was like, I know, mate, it's my second US Open, so I'm not a <laughs> good person ask. It was pretty sweet. If I, if uh, I, I hate to do this to Minwoo. If I had to pick a name uh, near the top of his leaderboard, likely to not be there by the end, Minwoo would be my pick. Really? Yeah, I, he, think, I mean, he melted the players Min too. Min I mean, it just feels like he's got explosive yeah. tendencies. Uh, sure. And he's an unstable compound. Yeah. I think the more, <laughs> the firmer and drier it gets, though, the, the more <laughs> vibranium or whatever one of those things that like. <laughs> Like the hundred and seventh element. <laughs> what? I don't know why that hit me so hard. What's the uh, what's the gas from uh, the rock run? Uh, VX poison gas. Yeah, <laughs> right. We wish we could we could uninvent it. <laughs> Unstable Carla was the prom queen. You uh, see... don't know what Minwoo has. <laughs> uh, guys, Sam Bennett, uh, like. You want to talk about a virus or a gas or something? <laughs> Get him out of here. Get him out. T I, I, uh, I'm need to see I was gonna say I need to see more here to join you on this TC. I don't see it. I'm kind of down with Sam. I mean, showing up at the Masters like he did, showing up at the U.S. Open playing like this. I know you don't like the routine. <laughs> showing up on January 6th. <laughs> Potentially, like this. maybe. We did not know that. Oh, this oh, is oh, an artist. This is an artist rendering. <laughs> <laughs> Bunky tweeted this earlier. 
I, I, we do not know this. I'm not joining you yet. <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm enjoying what Sam oh. Bennett has made. A lot of, a lot of longtime professionals made like, look like little boys in a couple major yes. championships this year. Let's you give wanna, him proper credit. You want to talk about a guy that, that just is taking down BDEs, Tron? Guys, guys, kind of only you know he's beating the shit out of a lot of he's, you boys. He's part of the reason you got to wear a tux right now. All right, <laughs> that's so, true. That's exactly right. He's so yeah, we'll get he's there. so we'll little get there. in person. I don't know if you guys have seen him in person, but he's like, I bet he yeah. wears like a twenty-eight waist, like for his pants. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just it, the goatee, the pace of play, oh, just take it all away, guys. I can't do it. I can't do it. Okay. Um, as as we know, a goatee a great reason to rally thousands of fans against this guy. I, no, I, that goatee I mean, is bad. It's bad, man. Uh, we'll talk, Scotty. Uh, Cam Smith got it. Got to hand it to him. Yeah, great round. You, you guys are the biggest haters out there, Cam. Uh, oh, haters. Got to got to hand it to him. Two yeah. things on that easy wave. However, nominate somebody for that will benefit greatly in in a harder wave would be Cam Smith for sure. Exactly. Like his creativity around the greens and short shots. Like this again, I can't stress enough clear. how different all of this shit is about to get. My guy, big um, tone. Yeah, I don't think we needed to Solid, will you apologize? You said when majors come around, quote, you don't look to big tone. I mean, we're talking <laughs> about winning right now, right? Where he's not my picking him to win. And uh, no, I, I, I've, you should apologize for years and years and years of, no of way. doubting big tone. No, now I've been in his corner for years. Um, we got Charlie, Charlie Hoffman. <laughs> yeah. I, I was not aware that First he was this. involved. Let me take that away. We'll get to the coverage, uh, some, I suppose. Uh, Brian Harmon, he had an interesting situation today with uh a rules official i missed of a, oh yeah he was it was on what seven he was trying to get uh tio relief from like like almost lost on seven and the guy held his ground didn't give it to him it was great Harmon kept kept coming at him and he was like no man like you're not getting it so really really appreciated that Love that was that. yeah uh justin saw one of my top 10 picks mm. for the week 69 69 just as expected t12 uh ryu ryu taro nagano yeah give me something it. give me something on yeah. nagano what one here is, is uh this is what we thoughts this on is what we start calling for you all right this is it no, no. all right all right i don't have pitch, anything to say. pitch counts getting up there man let's <laughs> get someone warming up uh yeah. a couple guys i want to shout out um i want to shout out nick hardy 70 69 he's right there in the mix nick was banged up last year i talked to him some this week uh i am buying a lot of nick hardy stock i think he's i know we primed need to, for we need to see it man i i know that's what everybody keeps saying i'm i'm well with you. i think I he's, he's totally freed up now having having hitter. won the the uh, zurich this year he's 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 locked up on tour now for i forgot about that. two or three years that's a huge thing uh, another guy I think is is really like starting to show some serious signs of like BD tendencies. Austin Eckroat. I yeah. think Austin Eckroat is going to play well this weekend. 71 68. Um, he's right there with Sam Burns, Keith Mitchell, you one sk- of the hottest players in the world, Ryan Gerard. <laughs> <laughs> you skipped my guy, Jenny McCarthy, playing some of the best golf in the world. I did. Uh, yeah, Jenny McCarthy. Uh, the big golfer. The big, the big golfer was loitering. He got cited for loitering today, and they took him back to to minus one. Um, the, NBC great. was getting a little too much joy out of drive-bys on Bryson today. It yeah. was it was like all taped shots of him making bogeys was pretty much the only time we saw him today. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I don't know. I mean, Siwoo kind of melted down there the stretch. 
Victor's hanging in. Doesn't seem like he's got his best stuff hanging in. Pretty subdued uh, outfit there. Um, Joaquin, I was expecting more out of him today. Sahith, 66 nice today. Liked it. I don't know what to really? do with Sahith, man. I just talk about someone you just you can't predict at all. I thought this was yeah. going to be his week of super wide fairways, drive it wherever you want. And I just, I don't know. It was a bummer. Um, yesterday, but he, good, he good might be another there. volatile element for sure. Yeah. Very. Uh, Billy Horschel went from not being able to find the club face, but also being very close at Memorial a few weeks ago uh, to shot 67 today and made the cut T30. And I think that's admirable and just shows you how fine the margins are in professional golf tied with Brooks who, you know, seemingly had the world figured out over the last month and a half. Uh, otherwise I want to shout out the Sarge, hmm. uh, not our Sarge, the other Sarge, the young Sarge, Gordon Sargent, uh, low am right now, 71 low am, uh, tied with the likes of Brooks and Tom Kim, uh, Colin Morikawa, who who showed some grit down the stretch, I, I think today would like to shout out Morikawa as well. There was there was a grind there to make the cut. Uh, obviously not at full strength with his back, and comes in birdie six hits a sick five wood or three wood. I'm not sure what it was into seven makes birdie there, and then flips over and birdies eight made a pretty gritty putt to do that to get to even par. And uh, I'm just I want to shout that out. Didn't go as well for uh, our boy Max Holman and his group, which we'll talk about at some point as well. Yeah. Um. See, I'm just serving stuff up on a platter tonight, guys. You see that? I'm, I'm trying we're, to... we're about to hit 6,000 live viewers, which will be that'll Hold be, a, that'll be right. time for uh, you to hit your your apology. And geez, there it is, uh... 6,000 official viewers. <laughs> TC with the telethon is made, over. Made cut for Sergio P. Got shadow banned on the telecast this evening. Uh, they refused to show him. They all they wanted to show was allegedly. Was, this is going to end up in court PC. if you're going to make statements yeah. like that. Yeah. I wish no, you could have seen. I'm on, I'm on peace. He's side. defending P. No, I know. We're going to end up on the shot. We're going to end up on the plaintiff side of a suit. All right? We can't be having that. We can't afford that. I am an experienced federal witness. I'm okay. We're, we're <laughs> okay. Okay. P needs to start paying to have his post boosted on the telecast, I think. He needs to pay for that blue check mark. <laughs> yeah. Uh, see, I wish you could have seen uh Lady J's outfit this week. Uh, you was, know what? Somebody sent me a picture of it this morning. <laughs> oh, did you? Okay, good. I didn't even need a I'm cup glad. of coffee this morning. It was so good. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> Not dissimilar to my outfit right now, KBB. It was honestly, it was. It was like she had cut it, uh, like taken a pair of scissors, cut up a tux, sewn it back together in a random thing with a blindfold on, and then God, wore it to sick. the course. Yeah. Uh, Sergio made the cut. I didn't see that coming. Uh, a couple of AMs, Maxwell Moldovan. And Aldrich Potgeiter, uh, both made the cut as well. Ben Carr as well with the Wave God, Willie Wilcox on the bag for him. Oh, uh, I, I want to give a shout out to um, I want to give a shout out to Patrick Cantlay for making the cut. Really, really, you know, <laughs> solidifying his major resume there. Uh, that's strong. Who's and, he tied uh, with? He's tied with he's tied with John Rom. Okay, uh, <laughs> and Booch yeah. Daddy. Yeah, is John Rom? Uh, why you have a tux on? No, t yeah. uh, Tommy Tommy Fleetwood is why I have a tux on right now. And um, listen, I I apologize that that my Tommy takes have offended you guys. I apologize if 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 you guys are uncomfortable with these takes. Um, you know, I I apologize if 
I, I don't think doing apologies for getting offended. I don't think that's no, what no. we're doing. Yeah, we're not doing apologize that's, that you were you know offended. Not the spirit. Yeah, that's not. I it. mean, what do you, what do you guys want me to apologize for? What? For supporting my guy? We want you to be sorry. We don't want you to apologize for it. We want you to this sorry for to what? Be real. That's what I'm asking. I think sorry just a little self awareness of the reality of the situation. Of like, this is TC. I I hate this more than anybody. Is he's been a pretty middling, pretty middling player. And, and I think maybe you've you've gotten your uh, you've had your fanhood just color color your takes on all of this for for years now. I think that's might have been apologizing. It might have been weighing Tommy down. I mean, he yeah. admitted that last week that your support perhaps got uh, pushed him, you know, to to make some mistakes. I'm letting the cane open. I don't think we're ever that's a burden. A big burden. Apologize for rooting for your guy. That's that's beautiful. I think you just maybe have lost percept, you know, lost your perception a little bit. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, you know, he was top top five in two two of the four majors last year. You know, he he was until this week he had he had shot the lowest score in U.S. Open history. Things Tied of with that like nature. Thirty one other guys. Yeah, but you know, it just you know, T five last year at the PGA, T four at the Open Championship, the Old Course, things of that nature. Lost in a playoff last week at a nat- at a provincial Open. Um. <laughs> So, you know, Over so, you know what, on behalf of Tommy and Finno and everybody in the greater Liverpool uh, area, I, I, I want to apologize. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry for 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 fluffing Tommy. And uh, I, I have full confidence in him to to make this uh, make this apology look silly in the long run. OK, I, that's great. That was that was heartfelt. That's, Thank you. I feel like what we needed. You I was hoping you, that? I, I was hoping you, you that you saved at the end. You flipped it at the bottom. I was hoping you'd do the uh, was it the Michael uh, Bluth or whatever it is from uh, uh, the Big Short to say like I'm not wrong. I'm just early. I was really <laughs> no, totally. I was, hope, well, I was I hoping you flipped that in there. Me. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean that's that, that kind of goes without saying. He's still in the models. Um, you know, a lot of other guys that that probably should be on the on the chopping block or on the apology circuit here prior to tommy tommy's done nothing but produce hmm. so you know that's that's all i have to say about that uh, Thanks, TC. thank you tc we we greatly appreciate that that brings to a conclusion the uh the down the leaderboard section of tonight's show but uh kevin you did some writing today there's been uh, a, a hot hot debate on lacc what is a major setup? What is a U.S. Open? We've lost. Have we lost the U.S. Open? Uh, what 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 did you what did you find in your writing today? What conclusions did you reach? You tweeted some very interesting stuff today, and I'm I'm wondering if you could take me there. Yeah. So I, I was thinking a lot about this this morning, and I you know if you're if you're one of these people who's tired of talking about uh, us with the rollback stuff that that you know you want to mute me every time we bring that up. You might want to mute this section because we're going to go there, I think, because uh, I do not think that logically you can support a position of that the U.S. Open should be hard, but also like I'm against the rollback because the line is just too thin for the USGA to go from a stupid setup to, you know, an easy setup with the equipment like this. It's just it's impossible for them. And you could see when John Bodenheimer got on live from last night, that he was always almost just sort of like resigned of like, yeah, like, I don't know. What do you guys think we should do? Because we're kind of screwed. Like the weather, the wind doesn't blow and, and, and it rains a little bit. It's moist. We got no, no defense. And it isn't just LACC. It's pretty much any course. And the players have bitched and complained so much when they do press it really hard. 
that they literally, I don't know if people remember this, but they literally, Golf Digest reported this three years ago. The players talked about boycotting the US Open. They said they had 15 to 20 people. Both DJ and Rory were allegedly among them. Uh, they never came out and denied it. So I, I'm I sure Cantlay was, was probably true. leading the charge. <laughs> probably. <laughs> allegedly. Uh, so I think that the USGA is just in an impossible sort of position. I mean, we got Brandel on live from talking about how. We need to, you know, be implanting trees because that's how golf courses used to have trees so that they could burn them for firewood. You know, we're just completely <laughs> God, inventing things. Yeah, we're just inventing things now, I think, to sort of fight this take. I mean, I don't know what you do. That Look, either if you're okay with the scores being low, if you look at this board and you think like, yeah, 10, 10 under, that's fine. And you are also like, I don't want to see him roll back the ball. Then I think that's a consistent position. That's safe. But so much of what I see out there is the same people who are like, the rollback is just lame, man. That's so stupid. Also, I want to see carnage, man. I want to see these guys just absolutely getting absolutely just raked over the bunkers. And, and it's not crushed. just it's not just ball rollback. No. Like like let's not just demonize the ball. Mm-hmm. It's like the sure. driver and you know, all sorts of stuff. Like let's let's just regulate golf, right? Yep. And and it like again we've we've covered a lot of this, but it's like it's such a trickle down effect of so many things. And when you have they discussed this on live from they've discussed it on the telecast. When you have lofted clubs coming into some of these greens, you need the perfect amount of firmness, or it just doesn't matter. It just bypasses so much of what the intended challenge of these shots is supposed to be. Seventh hole has been great to watch all week because like Rory stuffed one in there and made birdie. Colin Morikawa stuffed one in there and made birdie because the longer the shot the more likely there is to be dispersion and the more likely there is to be separation amongst golf shots. And the more often the drives go far and everyone ends up with shorter clubs, you're going to get tighter dispersions and you're going to get less separation and you're going to get less identification of the skill. That's kind of the whole thing. And it just trickles so freaking hard so quickly into everything. And uh, I, I, it's on display is on full display this week. There's not a golf course that is uh, that with no wind that these guys will not pick the fuck apart. So, I could the, not could not agree with you more on the seventh hole, but I gotta enter into the record that it's three hundred fucking yards. That's my point, though. It's like they had <laughs> no, to make I know. it three hundred no, yards. I, I, I'm with you. It's just like, man, we we can't like that's got to be bullet point number one. It's yes. Like, like, yeah, this is what we have to do. Like, this is like they're testing it in proportion now. Yes, finally. And but like that proportion means that it has to be fucking three hundred yards. <laughs> I think like, one of the things we were that... talking about at KVV, like or, or grow the rough up, like. It's yeah. so like long somebody lost, a, and lost a golf ball on a par three. <laughs> three, yeah. <laughs> like, we, we, the course is both playing too easy and you can lose the golf ball on a par three. Yeah, That's the sort of position that the USGA has found themselves in. Oh, and man. I think a safe place to be also in this argument is like, hey, I want it narrow fairways and thick-ass rough. Like, I disagree with that. Yes. Yeah. I don't like watching that. I think it makes the test very monotonous. That is the that is called a penal style of architecture that is, you know, basically hit it here or else you're going to pay a price. I don't find that to be the most entertaining golf. I think this kind of exploratory nature of golf is much more entertaining. I think it would be way more entertaining with a golf ball that didn't go as far, right? So, look, I'm not even like going to argue with you. If you like Torrey Pines more and you want to see the thick rough and you want to see the narrow fairways, I, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. That's kind of that's the whole thing of this. Is it, it? But if you're looking at what the USGA is saying, what Bodenhammer was saying going into this, what like Mike Wan has said going into this, what everyone has said is like. This is not going to be your grandfather's like 
U.S. Open. We don't care about even Carr. advertising that it is. That's a bad thing. That's I'll get, a problem. I'll, I will say that. That's that's more on the shitty commercials and the house ads that they're running that should not be happening. But, like, they're clearly communicating. If you listen to our preview pod, we said, what, there'd be 64s out there? I didn't think there'd be 62s uh, or 2.8s, as Brooks refers to it. Uh, I thought there would be 64s because it's just like you can do it with wide fairways. That's just math. And it's not solving the equation just to grow the rough up and to um, – it doesn't address the distance issue you're talking about a different test and like again it's this whole web of same conversation but like it's on display i don't know what more evidence you need to see that the ball shouldn't it shouldn't be this easy to hit the ball this far think of like what are the three most iconic u.s open venues in the country pebble beach oakmont pinehurst how dramatically different are those three courses you could never make those courses play the same even if you had an absolute unlimited budget so part of like the usga's kind of pitch ought to be like hey the course determines kind of what the score is going to be. Like, it's going to be hard, but sometimes it's just going to be out of our control that we're going to have 12 under is going to win, and that's okay. Like, I think we ought to sort of talk about that to fans in general. Be like, hey, quit asking that every U.S. Open be even par because under current conditions and with equipment, that's not possible. Or support the rollback, and maybe it will be. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm with you, KBV. I think that's that's smart. I think to your point, Tron, like, it's just going to take a decade to unwind kind of like the the messaging that has been going on here though right and and the usga like it's really hard man it's hard for them to do that but like the first step would probably be to stop selling hats with fucking grit on them and like you know all these commercials about the toughest tests in golf and all all that stuff which uh, i don't know that that's where i think it's like well yeah man like that's why people who only watch four golf tournaments a year are are all fired up about like red numbers like that that makes total sense to me it's just kevin i'm with you that like an identity to me if we wanted to like get that you know kind of on the nose about it is like man we're just going to go to the best golf courses we can find and we're going to put on the best test possible and that's honestly what i think like the pj championship has done a pretty good job of the last couple years i can't really speak to the venues that they're going to you know the next like four or five there's some some real stinkers in there i think but uh I think the U.S. Open has a, a good chance to make that their identity, and it's just going to take a while to get the rest of the the public there. I think. I, th- I there think there's a, a lot of yeah. weirdos in my mentions today being like, "You guys need to admit that this course sucks. It sucks." <laughs> so I was yeah, like, clearly. "I am not going to admit that because you're a fucking idiot." If that's your take, <laughs> is that this course sucks? Like, I feel confident in saying that. So, what invented it was whatever you want it to be, but. There was a lot of calls that you guys should apologize. You should be accountable for this. Yeah, I think I'm just going to go ahead and enjoy this course. Like, I, I feel pretty comfortable on that island. It's it's yeah. like when I chime in on the Jags play calling. Like, I, I don't yeah. know what I'm talking about. Like, I don't. Like, I can get mad when they call a draw play on third and eight, but, like, I have no fucking Jags idea. Jags play calling is pretty good. I, I got no problems with it. <laughs> right, I'm saying, uh, but I'm specifically criticizing it without any bit yeah, of information about it. And you. it's, like, also the second drive of the game. Uh, then yeah, maybe maybe that's not the the best insight, right? And even even when it wasn't firm this week, like how could you look at what was happening out there and not see that like good golf was? I, I, I again, maybe we're a little bit. I don't want to say biased. I want to say like informed in terms of standing on the eleventh tee and seeing these shots, standing on the seventh tee and seeing that shot, seeing how blind the shot is on six, seeing how difficult it is to wrap that around and thread the needle on the on the shot into eight. Uh, seeing how difficult it is to hold the 17th green in person 
is like, dude, it's not set up too easy. I, eh, uh, let me take that back. Yesterday was set up a bit too easy with some of the pins, but like, it's not like this golf course cannot contain the best pros. Like, it is still rewarding good shots. It's punishing bad ones. It's just the scores were lower in relation to par than what people wanted, and there was just no patience that's, yesterday. Solly, that's my thing is like, there's different ways to test guys. Yes. Right? Like, you still got to get the ball in the hole. You still got to... Cool, you got to make more birdies this week. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's necessarily easy or that, that the margins aren't thin or that, you know, I think we're going to see that kind of reverse tomorrow of like, it's really tough to to go from playing offense to tomorrow. These guys are teeing off at like, Wyndham Clark and Ricky Fowler go off at 3.40 p.m. Pacific time tomorrow. Like, that's a full day of sun before that and a full day of dry wind. Like, that, it, it's going to be fiery as fuck. Tomorrow afternoon, and the and like appetite these guys are for flipping it is going to be huge. To, yeah, and these guys are flipping to playing defense a little bit, and I think there's there's definitely a, a uh, sorry for for anybody listening on the pod. The a lot of good, flashing. lot of good comments coming yeah. in. So TC uh, Cookley is going to surely tipple. Um, but but like, and I'm sure that the USJ is going to get cute with the setup tomorrow, which I think they should. Right, tomorrow should be uh, hopefully the day that they're going to do the short thing on the par three, yeah, fifteenth, and that they're going to do some really tucked pins. Um, you know, like I, shit today. I thought the the t- the whole location on fourteen was awesome. I thought there were some other really really good whole locations, like on twelve. That was a good one. I got a stat. Um, I got a pin sheet that I'll get to you, Cody. Here, if you uh, can, yeah. can display it as well. Can we talk about fifteen for a quick sec before we move? Well, on? real quick, one other thing I've got. Faxon's tweet was so stupid. Did you guys see that one? No. What was it? It was basically just like, yeah, like if you guys roll back the ball, like Rory's still gonna be the best driver. And it's like, yeah, that's the point, man. Like it, that actually means some a little bit more. It means something. Right? I think he was saying that a, a lot of the guys uh, that are contending are outside the top sixty in driving distance after one round, which is after like I, I'm happy to reevaluate that after after four rounds. And also, it it's which is it's distracting from the conversation. I think because yeah. not it's not yeah, like, it's just bad faith, right? Yeah, it is bad faith. I would which I, like I expect a lot more. Like from Faxon than that. So. Um, the pins. Can we talk about fifteen. Or go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Fifteen has been such a disappointment so far. It's been so tame, Amen. and I'm not not even from just like the shot perspective, but like Matt Fitzpatrick made a hole in one today, and he was like, "Yeah, uh, it barely like anybody was excited. Like they barely cheered, and I thought it was kind of weird. And I was like, that's what a indictment of this like terrible crowd that like." There's a hole in one, and they're just basically like, "Oh, what happened there?" They they, they all pulled a blocky. Did it go in? Did it go in? <laughs> I, I, blocky was out there doing a, doing a uh, doing multiple activations. I I'll I'll say seventy five to eighty percent of the time I agree with that KVV until this afternoon when there was a little bit of wind coming off the left and some firmness. It activated that pin so quickly. It was like it became. When and Rom were coming through there. Yes. It was- Really good. It su- added the suspense of like, can you land it on this backstop and get it to come back, or did you go too far and like have a three putt? It was the birdie bogey dividing line that we've been hoping for out of this championship. It finally came. It just took a little while to get there. It was I was amazed how just a little bit of firmness really shifted how that fifteenth hole played. But I've been I agree. It's been like I looked at the at it earlier this morning and it was like the first twenty eight guys hit the green this morning on fifteen, and it's like. Damn, I, yeah. not a whole lot yeah. you can do about that when there's no wind, but it was just a little uh, tough to tough to see that. But I can confirm. Maybe put don't it, like put maybe it down don't, in that tongue. I was gonna say maybe don't burn like tomorrow. both the middle pin positions. Hell yeah! And like there was some sick three putts towards the end of the day there, but 
I, you know, I want to see it front and then I want to see some weird shit in the back. Too. Can confirm no back. it is front, right, six on, five from the right. Hell uh, yeah. Thank you to Michael Kim for sending this over again. Uh, six from the right, six from the left, five from the right in the front right corner on 15 today. And we are assuming that it'll be about 78 to 82 yards somewhere in that. That's where, that's where Ricky said he would lay up if it was there. Leave that Let's up see. real quick. Oh Can we go down God. the pin sheet here? Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, no, two. I mean, two is pretty similar. It's like it's same side of the green, just a little bit closer. Like that's a really tough pin on two, especially if the greens firm up to keep it there. Like three, to lay it on the green and keep it there. I didn't get the so, pin on three today. You were saying that too, Tron. I it's, I like, it was right in the middle of the green. Today. Yeah, yeah. I did not understand why I was just in the middle of the green, just waiting to be attacked after it was attacked yesterday in the back left. It felt yeah. like. Uh, it was time to ramp that up. They they have it twenty one on three from the right uh, tomorrow. So I'm I'm guessing we'll see three fight back a little bit um, on that. Ooh, how about and then the I'm assuming day? they'll put it in the molar like front right on on Sunday. On, then on I three? assume so too. And it is front right four on four from the left four from the right on the fifth hole uh, tomorrow, which is it, that is very sick. That that hole is completely changes. Six is all the way on yes. the left and in the back five on and five from the left. So that will be. A very different hole than what we've seen so far. That is the narrowest part of that green. I imagine we'll see a lot more shots to the right tomorrow than we do uh, than we have so far this week, uh, especially if it does get firm. That um, is where a, guy, a lot of guys are hitting like three wood down into that right spot there, though. So you might see some more guys go for it too. We we watched yeah, a few that's what I'm saying. come through and they were yeah. So I'm saying, Monster. but I'm, they're going to hit it far like over there to have the angle, and they're going to like go for the that pin. Uh, so, I think. Looking elsewhere, nine, I think, is is an interesting one. A little bit farther back, bringing that bunker and some of that stuff over the green into play. Uh, Ten, front left. That's a tough pin. Like Kind of very, very blind. Um, Eleven should be a really cool one for using that kicker off the hill, right? Uh, Down in the front, right? I think we're going to see a lot of of putts back at it from, you know, kind of the back part of the green. Also, uh, thirty-four on and eight from the right on, on seven. I, I imagine that. I imagine that one will be up tomorrow because otherwise, that's going to be the longest par three I think in U.S. <laughs> Open history. I hope they yeah. do. That'd be sweet. Um, Which to it, I, I think fourteen is interesting. Where you know, back left, probably the most accessible of the of the whole locations there, unless there's some crazy slope back there. And, and I think that that's interesting because it it kind of allows guys to get a little bit more aggressive there. And I'd like to see a little bit more fireworks and. That's and there's some short grass crashes. runoff there with a tough tough yeah. pitch there. I was watching Scheffler uh, practice that one earlier. As we mentioned, front right on 15, um, pretty accessible on 16. It looks like 17, kind of front uh, front leftish, and then 18 uh, middle left. So nothing nothing crazier, but it's ramping up U.S. Open style on the, for the weekend. And I'm guessing they'll get a little funky with some of the tees and some of the setup. Usually they try to get through those first two rounds with a somewhat similar setup. Uh, to try to get the waves as even as they possibly can, but that is exciting. Um, before we get going anywhere further, our next partner is Athletic Greens. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. I gave it a try because I wanted some better gut health. I, I've been hearing a lot about gut health. I listen to the All In podcast all the time. Friedberg's always talking about gut health. I want a little energy boost. I take it in the morning before I start my day. It's always good to get 12 ounces of water in you, and it makes me feel ready to go. It feels like I'm doing something good for my body. It gives it the nutrition that it craves. It gets me some greens. It's comprehensive health and power of habit in one. AG1 empowers the gut for whole body health. AG1 is so much more than a greens powder. It's all of your key health products in one, covering my nutritional basis for the day. Could not 
not be easier, which is why I trust Athletic Greens. Again, just one small scoop of AG1 with water. Drink it first thing in the morning. Done. Feel great about your day. Costs less than three bucks a day to do. It's really effective daily habit with the highest quality sourced ingredients. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens has given you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash NLU. That's athleticgreens.com slash NLU. Um, you guys want to do some missed cut stuff, or uh, what direction do we want to go next? I think we, we got to talk about the pro, guys. It's time. It brings me no pleasure, uh, but... We gotta we gotta talk about that. That's that's just not what you're looking for today out of uh, our guy Max John Homa. It's tough. You know, um, it, he looked he looked so good on day one. Like I he know. held it together, and I was with him that whole round. He felt like he had sort of gotten over the hump, and I, I didn't get to see a lot of his round. But every time I looked up, he was just in a bunker, out of position, boning himself in bad spots. I don't know. I was hoping to take some positives from yesterday and in the kind of like he didn't seem to have his best stuff and he still put up a good score. And uh, today he didn't seem to have his best stuff. and He put up a pretty bad score, uh, 76 today. So I don't know what to say, man. I mean, we were talking about it a little bit offline and it is just so clearly a mental thing with Max. He talked about it a lot in his pre-tournament press conference. KBV, I don't know if you were in there for that. Uh, if you want to summarize maybe some of what he said, but I thought he was very vulnerable and kind of almost uh, said a lot of the quiet parts out loud as far as what ha- ended up happening. Yeah, I missed his presser, so uh, I just kind of read the transcript, so it might be uh, you know better for you to sum it up. But, I mean, I, I just I feel for him because I think it, we're in that stage where the wanting it is what prevents the thing from happening. Yeah. Like, And I think you see a lot of guys who they don't win a major by a certain age, and all of a sudden it just every single time around feels like, you know, a millstone around their neck. And that's where Max is right now. And, you know, I, I'm not going to say it's not going to happen because he's got, you know, another 10 years of, I'm sure, like pretty good golf to be played. And that's a lot of majors. But, you know, he's going to have to sort of have something where he, he plays great and it clicks. And all of a sudden, like, he's able to sort of erase, you know, a, a lot of mental demons, I think. Yeah, we can't, uh, you know, He's, I don't want to say, we can't treat him with kid gloves because I don't think we have. We've talked about his major record a lot, and it's nothing that he doesn't know, right? He's he's pressing now in majors, and he's, he's trying to, I don't know, it didn't feel on day one like he was pressing, right? But then today, it just felt like as soon as he got behind the eight ball, uh, he was pressing. I saw him throw his putter on seven, which I don't think I've ever seen him do in a tournament, but the, the, the frustration is just... Um, it's very obviously there. I, I, I think back to like six months ago or so, maybe less than that, when he was talking about uh, after the Farmers and especially with his hot start to the year, how great his mental golf battle had been and working with the sports psychologist, Julie is her name, I forget her last name, but how much that had helped him. And it, you know, when I when I talked to him at Schwab a couple of weeks ago and just like kind of seeing his demeanor out there today, like I don't, didn't feel like he was still carrying that same energy, right? And that just shows the pressure of major championship golf. And it's why like, it's why we hold the guys that go show up in these events. I've, I use this phrase a lot. Like when everyone wants to play their best the most, who actually rises to the occasion? And I think that's why the dudes that uh, we've seen do it so often over their career, like, you know, we, we kind of maybe shred Xander a little too much for his major record. And it's like, dude, that guy shows up in the majors. When the golf gets hard, he shows up and plays better. And that's not happened for Max yet. And I hope it changes. Uh, it's just 
I really hate to end this on a, the biggest cliche imaginable, but it just doesn't feel like he's playing it one shot at a time right now. And he would. And that was kind of that was his whole thing in the in the pre tournament presser was like he he was so conscious of like man in these majors like you just got to be aware that everybody's going to make bogeys and I make a bogey and I start pressing and it turns into the end of the world and uh, it's I don't know you don't know if that's what was going on today maybe he just didn't have it today and it was that happens too but yeah I I don't know I feel today like like we're talking about him like he you know he went out and shot 81 like JT he had he doubled the last two holes yeah. Right. Otherwise, he's inside the cut. No, he like, he. That was his front nine. Oh. He he he. Uh, Sorry, they wipe they wiped the they wiped the asterisks when they, uh, when they did it. So, yeah, he battled a little bit on the front. Made three birdies on the front. And was kind of just going back and forth and back yeah. and forth and double yeah. on that. The that, that makes more sense. I was like, God, I was I was watching him down the stretch yeah. and yeah. like seeing birdies. Okay, but yeah, I mean, it's like he made three doubles today, right? Like you just can't do that. It's I'm sure he's pressing. I'm sure he's trying to make birdies and. It's just not there. And I'm sure it's like Rory at Port Rush or, yeah. I'm sure, or yeah. you know, any number of other guys that play their hometown event. And, you know, and, but it's weird where he, like he won his hometown event I know. at Riviera. Right. So they're like, what's the disconnect between a major and, you know, a massive, massive event well, like the Genesis at, at, at Riv. Right. Let me say though, when like, he won his first, you know, he won the Riviera, but like he was never like the favorite that day. No one was like yeah. thinking like, oh, is Max going to win? Like he came flying up the board. You know, Tony probably played, you know, just bad enough to kind of let him sort of sneak uh, in. Tony, 64. He shot, let's not do that, KVB. <laughs> oh, Don't Tony. Tony, okay, Tony, was, on, Tony listen, was unlucky. He was unlucky in the playoffs. 64. <laughs> when, when all the expectation was when he really wanted to win, win Riv two years later, that's when he felt like he was pressing a little bit. I think. I, people always like use that home game model of like, oh, it's going to help this person. I almost always think I, I thought it was such a funny take when people were like, Rory's going to win at Portrush because it's back coming back home. No, that is like a, such a misunderstanding of Rory's like emotional sort of makeup. Like nothing could have been sort of harder on Rory than playing at yeah. Portrush. And I think Max has some of that same kind of sense. I though just like to pivot to Rom here because think about like how good Max and and John were at the beginning of the year when they had that battle at Riv. And now look what happened to the both of them here in this. Like yeah. Rama's slowly kind of been the sort of leak in air for a couple, you know, a month and a half. And now both of I mean, Rama made the cut, I think, but oh, boy, it was sure like barely. And I just, I don't know. I've, I've had people in my mentions all asking you to apologize for the I Rama will. win. I will thing. apologize. Uh, so I'll I, don't, apologize. I don't know if you do a Tux apology, but nope. uh, I, I, I would be there with you. I thought for sure this was going to be the Grand Rom's, Slam you know, I know. week. I mean, I thought he would be great. <laughs> yeah. Why not? So close. It, it's yeah. I, I mean, you you need constant reminder of it, like three times a year, every year. That just those streaks don't it's last hard. forever, man. And that's where again, where it, like Scotty's has lasted so freaking long, and it, it just keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. And like I kind of not to skip to that part, but I kind of think he's gonna win again. He's gonna win. <laughs> yeah. Scotty, uh, I don't I don't trust I don't trust the putter one bit. He was whiny on good. seven today. Putter's been he's good. always whiny. He's yeah, always whining. That's how he's hot. That's how you know he's I'm hot. Exactly. What was his yes. strokes? I mean, it might take a second to look up, but you know what his strokes gain was putting today? He was uh, barely above. Uh, he was like basically neutral. So 74. Which is great yeah. for him. Yeah. It is. It's great for him. 
don't know. Um, he made uh, a clutch Nicholson. par saver on two today. Um, he did miss a couple decent putting looks, and he, I mean, he shot 32 coming in without really making much of anything. Honestly, he had a two putt birdie on eight, stuffed it in there tight on six, uh, two putt birdie on one. Uh, the par saver on two was really the only putt he made uh, on the on on that back uh, his back nine, the front nine, and he made a clutch birdie on 16 today, which not a lot of guys uh, were making birdie on that one, but. Again, we got, I, it, it, we're, we're tossing the ball back up, and it's a totally different ball game. And that's where, like, I've been just hand up on Scotty this whole time. Is like, I trust the dude that's in the most control of his golf. But he didn't drive it great today, but when it gets really hard, I think it's going to be so perfect for Scotty. And I'd be very surprised think, if he doesn't make a run. All right, all right. I got, it, I got some action then for you, Big Chief. Let's go. <laughs> Cam and Scotty are playing together tomorrow. Okay. I was hoping you were going to say that. that. Sure, what do you want to do? Apology bet, or you want to go more than that? Straight up, I'll I'll wear the I'll wear the tux again tomorrow night. If I don't, <laughs> you got to go out and rent a tux. I'm not renting a tux. I'm not renting a tux. <laughs> All right, I I own don't a tux. So this is this is no right. this is no sweat here's, off my back. Do you have the a bet. tux? Here's the bet. You I don't get, have you're, one. Your neighbors now. You can wear TC's tux. Here's the bet. I will. We will end the show tomorrow night, and we'll do the thing where we're we're neighbors now for people that don't know. Um, we'll end the show and you can do, go down the leaderboard for as long as you want until I get to your house. Right, so I will run from my <laughs> studio to your studio yes. and I will have to manually stop you. And that's how we'll end the show tomorrow night. I think if, that's shorter than I went tonight. But that's the second day. That'll be your that's second. That's like 30 seconds. That's, that's nothing. That's second going down the leaderboard. You get a second bonus going down the leaderboard okay. section okay. that I will have to manually stop. And I will, I'll put it, I'll go live on my phone too. So I'll film the whole run to your house at, at like one in the morning, whenever it'll be. All right. I think that's a great well, bet. Okay. That's that's straight up. That's that's their round tomorrow. I don't start with round tomorrow. Straight you, up. Are you getting any strokes or no? Or they play no played even. Okay. No strokes. No, I am fucking <laughs> Cam's won as many majors as, as Scotty. Everybody fluffs Scotty like he's won five fucking majors or something. It's ridiculous. TC, you invented Scotty. I know I did. Regrettably. So I should know him better than anybody. Yeah. <laughs> You, would, you guys should be asking him, then questions of like, why is, one more why is TC off of Scotty? You know? So, anyway, can we... All right, Nicholson... The quote, the quote of the year. We haven't was, done what, JT. was that the Masters? Was that the Masters pod? Yeah. yeah. I think it's the worst yes. thing that could happen in golf. <laughs> Scotty wins this tournament. <laughs> he hasn't backed what? down off that. That's that's no. so fucking sick. Uh, all right, is it time, is time for Spieth? The time for speed. You want to do that right, or JT? Real, real I think quick, we, we haven't quick. even talked about Rory, and, and I kind of like it that way. Yeah. And I kind of like like maybe we just <laughs> we like, should just not talk about okay, Rory. Let's and I'm not talking about that. I just want to acknowledge that like we barely talked about him at all. He's That's fine. Great. Okay, let's just not let's just not talk about. All right, him. dealer's um, choice: Rory, Spieth, or JT. Who should we talk? The majority of questions were about JT. I feel like this needs to be acknowledged. He shot an 81. Right. He beat one person. Um, as I tweeted, I didn't want to tweet out who that was, but Hank Lebiota did, in fact, reply. Uh, self-identified. <laughs> self-identified himself. Sorry, he ended up beating David Horsey and, and Brandon Valdez as well. So he was uh, T-152, I believe, yeah, overall. Valdez. Um, final, uh, second round, 81, finished with, uh, uh, made a birdie on eight and almost birdied nine to, to get it in the house, but... Uh, dead last in the field, strokes gain off the tee, 142nd in approach, and 140th in putting. It's all wrong. It's all bad. Uh, KVV, I think, to my knowledge, you've been the only one to report that he's injured. Um, 
I have not seen that anywhere else. You mentioned this five, four months ago, maybe, that uh, he had yep. a hip injury. I've not seen this picked up anywhere. I've not seen him comment on it. I haven't asked him about it. I don't talk to him nearly as much as people think I talk to him. But uh, it, it, you see a, a player of his level shoot 81, it, it feels a lot more injury-related than it does something else. But it's obviously combining to something horrific right now. And I'd be curious if we see him continue to suit up uh, if he really is that hurt. I've had two different people tell me that there's an injury issue uh, and I feel pretty confident in both of who they are. So I don't know what, maybe he just doesn't want to talk about it. Maybe it's uh, not as serious as a thing and it's sort of a combination of things, but man, golf kind of like has a, has a way of breaking a lot of people. And, you know, I, I don't want to get in hot water again for sort of saying things about JT because he, he did a nice job of sticking it to me once, but I just, I hope that there's a reset for him. Like I think, you know, he's he's honestly he's been on this weird diet all year that he's you no know, not eating any wheat, not eating any sort of sounds uh, like Solly sugar. Like I huh? man, I want to be like, let's get him a candy bar. Let's see if something's you know, can help because everything seems off. I mean, hopefully there's a long payoff with, with all this. But you know, he he talked about how he would literally kill someone for a pizza with ranch or whatever because it was what he was craving so bad. Done, but he was committed to a whole year of this uh, new approach. I don't know. I mean. What I honestly think is, is it a fair take to say, like, took a your dad's been your coach forever? Should he continue to be, like, you know, you're 30 years old now? Like, your dad's always around? Like, is it That's maybe time I'm for at, some other man. voices? Like, I don't know. I, I think it's a fair question to ask. Like, he, I don't know. And it's I, not like a like an adversarial or antagonistic question. Like, it doesn't have to so. be, right? It's just like, hey, man, like, at some point, like, do you need more space? Yeah, or like I, well, let's just, your best friend let's Ricky has just went and saw Butch Harmon. Like maybe, yeah. like you should go and just have Butch have a talk with you and see like what you need to work on. I wonder, and this is total speculation because again, I don't talk to him about this stuff nearly as much as people maybe think. But when right before Live started, JT was the number one player in the world, data golf wise, in terms of like straight up production on the on the course. He was number one in the world. So I, I struggle a year later to be like, hey, you need to change coaches immediately. That's where it's like, dude, something is going on here more than it is a multi year uh, streak. <laughs> Eric Sutherland replies here, Blocky is only one hundred fifty dollars an hour. Uh, well, we don't know. Was, that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, now that he's fallen to twenty third in the rankings, that's a huge fall for him, and it's been he's you know he's having the worst year of his career easily since he arrived on the scene really and, and took the leap in 2017. But is it across the board too? Like, is it, it's mostly is it approach play, but the putting has, has taken a pretty solid drop. I mean, he was one of the top three iron players on tour for like a solid four or five year stretch. And it's, he's lost half the strokes he's gained with approach play and the driver, um, the driver distance is down just a little bit, but not a ton. It's just really, um, it, it just as the year has gone on, it it is getting worse. Missed the cut at the Memorial, and now this missed cut T sixty five at the PGA was pretty much non-existent there. Missed the cut at the Masters. Uh, it's just really not been a good trend. I'm seeing people calling for his Ryder Cup spot right now, and no. like if it's, no. I mean, what you you're not taking a spot, or you're saying no no go. No, I want him on the Ryder Cup team. I don't. I think that experience matters, and I think that he and Jordan should continue to be like. You make them the fourth pairing or whatever, the fifth pairing, like, but they should still be like on that team. I, I'm not as like obsessed with the rankings of uh, as much as some people in terms of filling out my team. I want a team. 
I said uh, it would take some drastically bad play for him to fall out of a spot, and I think this qualifies, right? And luckily we have a lot of time to figure that out between now and then, but if this continues, whatever just happened there, I'm fine with taking the spot away. But I also said, like, hey, I mean, he could be – like he's like the U.S. team Sergio. I mean, it's kind of a I don't really care how your season is going. You're going to be on that team to play match play. And it would take something injury-related to, to really, really, really bad play like this, like we saw today, to, to have that spot be in question. Because he's one of the leaders of the team. They have a duo that's been incredible. He's 16-5-3 or something in U.S. Uh, team sports or team matches so far. Like, that, uh, that's a dude that's going to be really hard to pry from that spot unless he has something serious going on. So, I hope yeah. it's not serious. Man, I think it's like, as somebody who kind of just roots for the chaos of the Ryder Cup and you know, the U S team is going to be overwhelmingly paper favorites and all that stuff. Like bringing a, a really out of form JT just to kind of see what happens is compelling. That, that will be very fun to watch. It's also uh, it kind of sounds like KVV with year of the blade stuff going on. Maybe he needs to change. Uh, <laughs> maybe he needs to change up to those T two hundreds or something. He's never been the same since I took his custom blades and pretended to shave with them <laughs> on my, on, during our title of shoot. Maybe I'm again to blame it's for strike two. Yeah. Which, if we can get to his uh, his partner on the U.S. Ryder Cup teams, Jordan Spieth is not around for the weekend as he uh, shot plus three, which is uh, I think a cause yeah, for concern. Cut on the number. You know, I, I think we're talking about Jordan like in the past tense. The guy's twenty nine. Who who's talking about Jordan in the past tense? You were today we, on our Slack. Yeah, come on, man. He's just like it's like he's twenty nine, and you he's were like, you were really looking for enemies today on Slack. Trout. Did did yeah. finish second in the Masters or third of the Masters? Right, like like and like Solly's like acting like he like you know the magic is gone, the flame is extinguished, all this shit, and I'm like, what are you talking Drive about, it, man? Drive spoken. The magic is definitely as we haven't seen the magic for Spieth in quite some time. It's like it's wishful at this point, and I hate that. I I want I want it to feel like he's a force. I said this in the preview pod. You were trying to talk yourself into him in the preview pod. I said it doesn't feel like his window is open right now. I wasn't trying to talk myself into him. I was fully committed. Okay, here here's how you do it, if if I may. Jordan is one of my favorite players on the absolute on the planet. I Me hope he too. Wins. I hope he wins every single week. But like he's he's kind of another guy right now. Totally, like, that's fine. And but that's, I believe in him. Sure, and that's and that's great, him. and that's great. And I I will continue to pick him. I hope he. I'll. I can't wait to see what he shoots every time he tees it up. But he's kind of kind of just another guy right and now. And here's that's where okay. here's where I'll fight you, TC. Call balls and strikes. Here, every TC. time this comes up, you accuse me of just looking at the data. And I've been saying for like literally years, like the vibes on the course are not it. Like he's way too volatile. He's living and dying with every single shot. He is like is throwing sick. little tantrum. It's it's entertaining, but he does I'm not look like that. a guy that's like stable with his own game right now, confident in his own game. It never feels like it's going to last 72 holes. It never feels like it's all there. It feels like he goes on great eight-hole runs, but it, it comes He's a unraveled. Dad, man. He's a dad. Just let him let him be. He's living in a bus right now. All right? <laughs> That's true. He didn't see well, it. we don't know about that. We don't know exactly where the bus is at. There hasn't been very much <laughs> oh. bus chatter. Did it go oh, to really? Cal did it go to Canada and then make its way back? Like, where's it at? Hey, is it Sarge, in Dallas? Can we, we ask one of the, we ask the trackers? Yeah. 
Can we task uh, you with that? Trackers Maybe get a little fighting. I actually, I the trackers are fucking fighting, man. I'm very They're, curious they about. They out on Twitter today. I want an update yeah, on Beast Bus, and I also okay. want an update on where uh, Justin Rose's uh, performance trailer is at. Like, where is that currently splattered across the United States? The at? one with the cold tub in it. Exactly. Yeah. That cold plunge. So everybody saw the the fu the big the fuck bomb that he dropped, but uh, I think the more interesting one was him like taking his hat off and screaming into it uh, on like the fourteenth day. <laughs> Guys, just, just so close, TC. No, he is. <laughs> the night is darkest before the dawn. You've been saying that for five been, years yeah, now, TC. We've we got a bit of a Scandinavian winter situation going on though. Unfortunately, it's just it's been dark for a long time. Well, then then I we're then it, we're we're getting into the next season here soon, sure. right? And when we get there, that that's great. It just doesn't seem like we're. It, I'd rather like be too close. early than too late, baby. <laughs> what bothers me about it, it feels too early and too late. What bothers TC me story. is it feels disrespectful to one of the great runs. If like we're we're gonna pretend like he's the same guy that he was in any way, even in flashes from twenty fifteen. Driving it better now than he was before. But nothing he, else is better. Like it's not been nearly this. It's not there. It's not sustainable. Nurse, we've nursed him back to health. It's, the putting has not been something that you feel confident in week to week. I mean, you were all, all winter. You're just telling me, just got to get him off POA. Just get him off POA. And, man, he missed the cut at the U.S. Open. And he's been really bad at the U.S. Open for a streak here. He's got, he was T37 last year, T19 the year before, cut the year before, T65 the year before, cut in 2018, T35 in 17, T37 in 16. And he won in 15, obviously. But Solly, you're going down the leaderboard. All right. <laughs> this is where TC however, needs to, needs to break out. Oh, it's a bad course fit. <laughs> read his, however, read, read his open championship record because I just looked at that. He's been much better. That's when, the, other than the Masters, that's been the place where he's contended the most. I'm, I'm holding out hope that maybe we'll see something in Liverpool. And guys, Hoylake's going to be a sweepstakes. It's going it like to it's gonna be like a, a three way Tommy, Rory, Spieth. You know. Flushers three ways on the yeah. menu tonight with TC. <laughs> is it possible they could all win? I, I guess potentially. Where I have a problem, KBV, is like I hate feeling like I write off Spieth in two of the four majors every year. Obviously, he's going to do his thing at Augusta. He's obviously yeah. always going to be one of those favorites. With a lot of good open championship fits for him. He should win, definitely win another open championship in his career. But I hate what he's done for like quite some time now uh, in the other domestic uh, majors that rotate around. And like I don't see you a can, ton else that like adds up for him. Pinehurst should be. You can hate that though, but that might be who he is for the rest of his career. Like there I do are players historically. I know there are players historically though who just couldn't compete in certain places. Like you know whether yeah. it was Bubba. Like Bubba was basically like a Masters dude, and then like. You know, a couple other, you know, maybe one U.S. Open thing. I mean, like Lee Trevino, like you know, was never a contender in the Masters. Whether it's because he was skipping, it. there's just some guys who are just frankly cannot play on certain setups, and maybe that's going to be Jordan forever. Thank goodness for him, he got his U.S. Open. You know, if he ever is going to win the Grand Slam, I was going to say the Chambers. The Chambers thing feels a lot like Rory and Congressional felt for about mm. a decade, mm. right? Where yeah. it's like, yeah, oh, all right, uh, I'm glad we, I'm glad we got that one under the. You know, well, can we give Rory I'm, a shout out? I mean, I think I say this all the time, but he's become a really good U.S. Open player. Yeah, like the last five years, been really good. Yeah, he hasn't won, sure, but he's contended whether he had his good game or or not. I'm uh, gonna take Spieth private. I'm gonna I'm gonna take him. Yeah. On. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a, then retake a public via SPAC. That seems like exactly. something you would pull, <laughs> you would pull off in that time. exactly. <laughs> Got Shamath Polyapatia over here. Uh, I. 
I, I don't know what to do with Rory right now. I know we haven't talked a lot of Rory right now, but I, I thought we weren't going to talk Rory. Yeah, you can talk. I'm going to play straight up. Tonight. Let's not I'm, let's not talk Rory defend. tonight. Sorry, I'll talk like, Rory with you if you want to mute. Uh, let's, let's, I think we can talk, talk Rory tomorrow night. No, I think we we've gotten to this like halfway point in majors with him a ton lately, and I feel like whatever I've convinced myself has been wrong of what's about to happen. And I don't know what to think, right? I thought going into Southern Hills last year, which I thought was a really good chance for him. Uh, he totally laid the egg that Saturday. Um, it, it There's been a bunch of these like early, I, I think we can build it up in our heads that he always goes out and shoots a million on Thursday and never play, is never in it. But like, there's been several of these at the halfway point that's like, dude, Rory's right there. And the Saturdays can tend to be a struggle. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm still in wait and see I need to see it. I I think we'll know within four or five holes tomorrow if like Rory's in control of his golf ball on a firm golf course because uh, I can see it going the other way and the way he carries himself, we'll know within a few holes. But I just don't know what we're going to get in those first few holes tomorrow. It's nice that the, the fairways are kind of wide, so even if he's a little off, I mean, he's driving it really well right now, at least visually. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have the stats to back it up, but it sure looks like he's just unloading on the ball and it's going where he wants. So. I'd love to see it. I don't want to. I don't want to prognosticate or jinx it or whatever. I, I think you know? the the coolest thing that I can say right now is like, Solly, I'm so with you. I have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow, which is awesome. Yeah. Can't wait to watch. <laughs> it's gonna be. It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be really good. good. It's it's again maybe, no pr- no predictions. Complete coin flip. It's been a little oh, bit Rory, of a chore. Rory, Rory, really good. <laughs> really good. Really good. A bit of a chore getting to this point. It's not been the most entertaining two days of golf. I, I blame the telecast more than I do the golf course on that. But uh, I think it's going to be a dash to the finish. I think the USGA's appetite for a firm golf course is going to be really fucking high after how like, the a question we got. Nick Price 333 said over under eight and a half uh, as the winning score. What do you guys think? I, we'll, we'll call over being more under par than that. I know that can be confusing. Say that one more time. Over under eight and a half for the winning score. I think it's still 10. I think it is too. There's enough birdie. Even if it gets yeah. firm, there's enough birdie holes out there to just keep it. Somebody's going to make a, a couple birdies. It's not going to be a, the whole leaderboard coming backwards. But I think it is going to be scoring average tomorrow between 73 and 74 would be my expectation. Yeah, I mean, look at Xander today. He played pretty poorly in his second nine, and he still shot 70. So I think that's a good indication of, like, you can go a little bit back, but even it's not going to go, like, big time. Nobody's going to shoot 75, I don't think. Well, that's... Well, no, not nobody, but, you know. Man, that's uh, that's interesting. If it's 10, that means Scotty has to go 67-68 on the weekend to, to come back and win. That's a mm, pretty that's a pretty big ask. Interesting. A pretty big ask. Unless Unless everybody else falters. I mean, if he's getting yeah. to 10. If it's 10, yeah. Yeah. Which makes me almost... I feel like they're probably right. I think 8-9 eight, eight, is... That's a really good... It's a really good line, I think. I'll I'll say under. I'll say 8. Uh, which, this is a good question, I think. Because I think... We talked about this a little bit on Twitter. Did the USGA make LACC too easy because they're trying to justify rolling the ball back? I'm I'm here for that. <laughs> Like I, 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 I'm, I don't think that's that wild of a conspiracy. I think it's just very much like a, I, I, I just the reality. But again, like at this point, we're trying to convince you know Joe Schmo on Twitter. Like I, you, no one that follows the game closely can be this blind to this stuff going on. It's been going on for a long time. This didn't start this week at LACC. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little glowing brain for me. But how far back is too far back? That's kind of what I'm getting at. 
I, I feel like, I mean, man, is is your boy Cam gonna go sixty six, sixty eight? He could sixty seven, sixty seven. That's a big ask, TC. If we're if this golf course is gonna do what we think it's gonna do, I think I'm basing this based on names. I think two under is too far back. I think no one at two under uh, or worse will win for sure. I, I would say I'm I'm right between three and four. So Charlie Hoffman is in it, is what you're saying? No, he is not. He is oh. two under. He is out. Big I think Tone no, is in it. Big Tone's the last guy that's in. Yeah. Okay. Big <laughs> Tone's solo, solo eleventh right now. <laughs> Sam three. Bennett is in it for sure. Sam Bennett is in it then. That'd be a fun Sam story. Might to be a, Sam Bennett might be a true baller. I saw Jordan was in the chat earlier taking you to task, TC, if you're anti Sam Bennett uh, things. Um, you guys want to do a little a little Hamsterdam? We've kind of saved, we've saved it towards. Yeah, the can end we do here. a lot of, a lot of Hamsterdam? Sure. I feel like I did it last night. TC, you want to take it? Yeah, just same same shit as last night. Um, commercial load is atrocious. Uh, there's no flow to it. They don't seem to. It, like it's not only the number of commercials; it's the way that they're managing said commercials. Um, it's you know Jimmy Roberts fluff piece, two shots commercial. You know that there's the buzzing noise that we're hearing. I, 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 you know, I need to call the FAA and get them to, to take care of the buzzing noise that's going on. I'm sure that's some sort of. It's another you know, thing you got to add to your list. Aircraft, yeah. <laughs> Their audio is terrible, Solly. This is your. This is kind of your thing of like, there's so there's, there's like they're like laying out for caddy convos and they don't have the audio for them. I'm so I I'm so sick of whatever I don't know what the proper audio term is. I keep calling it like reverb or whatever it is. But like the the shots they play on tape, like it'll like play the sound and then it'll reverse it back afterwards and just like suck the life out of it. They don't have the crowd noise in the right spots. They don't get the impact sound on a lot of shots. Like they're clearly doing this on a shoestring budget while running. Thanks to our guy Cody McBride counting commercials today. It got that bad. He had 19 and a half minutes of commercials in a 60 minute window earlier. That's 33% of the time being spent in commercials. Uh, they have how many 58 again, uh, 55 commercials, I believe ran in a, in One a 60 hour. minute in an hour long period. Um, and, and which I think included like we're counting playing through stuff and playing through and yeah, we're counting that, that that's not, that is not commercial free time. Uh, I will remind people that Fox, and again, I'm comparing a Friday to a Saturday. We could miraculously go back to this uh, tomorrow. Fox was paying $93 million a year and running nine and a half minutes uh, uh, per hour of of commercials on Saturday of 2019. And they are paying like $40 million a year for this. They got it for pennies on the dollar and are running double the commercials. And it's just... It like Ricky would go on a run today, make a badass birdie, and then it would just like be the most electric moment that we've gotten so far from this LA crowd, and it would go straight to commercial, and it just sucks the life out of it. And maybe DJ again, was was like totally ejecting, and they went to playing through and commercial right in the middle of it. Rom made an eagle in playing through that I totally missed because I nobody actually watches when it's on playing through. Again, they've touted that it's going to be 30% less commercials this weekend. Um, again, uh, my reminder to that is how much of an abomination last year was. Is like 30% is probably not going to feel like enough. Yeah. Um, and it's it's just so like I, golf's break. I got more. I got more. Uh, they're, like all their camera angles are from towers. Like there's not enough like handheld cams. There's too many hard cams. Like there's... Everything is just straight down at the ground, like washing out. And like you got these beautiful vistas and views and all this 
great stuff. And it, it's, it's like we're not getting any of that. And then when they do give us that, they cut away from it too quickly. Like they've got 15 cameras on number 15, right? And they, and they can't seem to stick with that shot long enough. Um, they, like they, they cut away too quickly in the wrong spots. The, the, the Deloitte bunker cam is a disgrace. They keep trying to force that in there. That one time, Adam Scott's like barely in the shot. He's in the. the, the Are you farthest... talking about the rail cam or the bunker cam? The bunker cam. Deloitte I like the cam. rail cam. The rail cam's sick, and like they. It's kind of glitchy it though. Still, uh, there's yeah, something up with that. They got to go. Like, they need a. They need a mule out there to grease it. It's got to be re-lube for them. Guys, none Bottom of this. Line, none of this matters with this commercial yeah. load. It, 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 I don't give a shit what happens once they're actually in the golf. Like comparative to this commercial load, it's just. Atrocious, Cody. I don't know what made you want to count them today, but I salute you for that. Uh, you're a better man than me. Well, I was so fired up yesterday that I actually like I I sat down and I said I want to figure out what the fuck is going on here. So I took a, a 60 minute period, and it it might sound like nothing, the 19 and a half minutes, but I did that for 10 hours. That means that I did this for over. I watched over three and a half hours of commercials today. Like a Lord of the Rings worth of commercials. Three and a half hours of fucking commercials and, and trying to watch the golf that I'm supposed con- to be fired up to watch. And that you're probably paying for on Peacock, too. Not, yeah. not no, I don't that. no, God, that's I literally was like, they should have something that you have to pay for where you get to eliminate the commercials. Like, I do. I pay 10 bucks a month for the cock, and they still run that commercial load on it. It's fucking criminal. We're getting Again, robbed. The worst I mean, thing about brings, it is that... Yeah. that over, I'm very upset right now. <laughs> over 50% of the commercials were a combination house between ads. house ads, yeah. either for NBC or whatever else fucking Nickelodeon bullshit that they have going on, and USGA stuff. It's, it's, it's so bad. It's and then like every playing through almost had the same repetition of partners. Like it was just bam, 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 bam. And maybe that I, I finally realized the thing that actually got to me wasn't so much the time that sucked, obviously, right? But it was how many fucking ads 55 ads in an hour. It was nuts. It was like I was getting, I, I felt like a punching bag, man. And they're just going one, two, one, two, one, two. And they, it wouldn't let up. And then you come back from a playing through, they show two fucking putts. And then we go to a full commercial blade. They show so many putts. And then we come back and we might watch one drive, one iron shot, one putt. And then we go to another commercial break that isn't playing through. It's just, oh, yes. And this is presented by the USGA. Sign up for your gin app today, which I agree. Everybody go get it. But what the fuck, man? Like this, (laughs) all this stuff could be a banner. This could be whatever it is. Cook. Cook, (laughs) Cody. And then Cody, they Hall keep advertising for the Cody. U.S. Open that we're watching. The, we're watching same US the U.S. Open. Open. Please check out the U.S. Open at the <laughs> Los Angeles Country Club this June. Like, I, I, we're literally fucking watching it, man. <laughs> like, what is it? I don't. This get it. reminds me. This reminds me of of where we were at in like 2016 when we when when I was sitting in a, an apartment in Boston doing the exact same thing, Cody, counting up. Like like logging stuff on a spreadsheet and counting I shit agree. up. I was doing that for at, Syria as well, TC. I was yeah. true brothers in arms exactly. out there. Right? Exactly. And then you know, but but like the crazy the part is that we've gone through. CBS has done that. Like like CBS took it to heart. It took them a few years, but they took it to heart and they improved it. Yes. And they took pride in their shit. And like now it's like seller shy in the gang. Like yeah, the best in the business. And NBC has zero pride. 
It's a it's a disgrace. Like, and I feel bad for the people that work there because of the position that they're being put in by the people that are managing the show over there. And yeah, as always, this part is not directed at the people in the truck. Is like this has been decided that this amount of commercials. I think is, the people okay. in the truck could also do better. That's a separate thing, case. though. It's like ninety yeah, percent sure. of the problem is. Yeah, they're this told thing. which button to push. I get it like yeah. that, but even still, like, okay, so if we're gonna watch the golf, I, I guess I don't really, I don't get it. Like, it seems like NBC and the Golf Channel has so many fucking golf personalities. Like, why am I listening to, why is Brandel calling golf for me? Like, he's not good at calling golf. Like, wh where, where are the rest of these personalities at? Like, where, where's our guy? Like, I, I just don't understand where all these people, you have employees on employees on employees, but they're nowhere to be seen. It's bad. It's bad. We got Aunt Molly and. I will and, say one thing. And, Shout and, out to Morgan, though, because Morgan's on a call on uh, one of the Peacock feature groups or something like that. She's doing an awesome job. Remember when one like was responding to your tweet, Sally? Be like, "I'm the man who's going to fix this." Well, allegedly I mean, that's what's coming this weekend, and the, allegedly they've moved around all kinds of stuff to do it. And I'm like, dude, you shouldn't have. Ch you changed the damn contract to begin with. You had you changed the parameters that you bought from Fox for pennies on the dollar. And like, I get it. It was a lost leader for Fox. Fox did a bad deal. It's the reason they wanted out of it. But like, Juan also inherited a lot of this shit too. Correct. If we're going to invoke his name. Correct. He's inheriting a he lot of also, shit. He's got to deal with. He also with. inherited the the, the uh, corporate hospitality deal that they signed. Right. And the rollback <laughs> thing. He, yeah. Juan is doing his best. I do not put yeah. this on Juan as much as it is like this game has been taken. Like I, I was so looking forward to getting away from the bullshit of the merge and the PIF and the PGA Tour that has let us down on so many different fronts and getting hype for major championship golf. And like just watching this get hijacked in a totally different way is just a nut punch. It's it's below the gut. It it just is a Houdini nut punch that is really really difficult. Uh, of like I I've pulled five big Randys in the last two days. I've taken five naps watching the golf. Like I have I honestly. I can't think of a fucking tournament this year that NBC's done that they've like we've been like oh That's that was good. Players, Dude, Aunt players. Molly, the players, yeah, the players. Aunt Molly, Brian Roberts. Uh, Pete Bavacqua, who's who's gallivanting off into the sunset to go be the AD at Notre Dame. Get the fuck out of here, man. It's a disgrace. He's, he's been start... on the job three years, and it's just constantly deteriorated, and he just waltzes off to his next gig, like the last gig that he had with the PGA of America before this. It's disgusting. They need to start painting the uh, cameras with real gold, TC. But please, it should be uh, for Rolex and the proud people at Rolex. It should be embarrassing when they flash up on the screen that this telecast is presented by Rolex and then they yeah. just fucking like literally sucker punch you a million times in the row with all these fucking other ads. Like what, what, why are we getting so much? Why can't we just watch the fucking golf? And I appreciate the Canadians telling me, Oh, you got to check out TSN. I appreciate everybody overseas saying, Oh, sky's been perfect. It's great. I appreciate the Aussies coming in and saying was, the same thing. But how listen, was the Syrian cover? That's not me right here. <laughs> All right. I asked somebody said, Hey, I, this has been great. I have no issues on Sky. I said, Perfect. Next year, I'm going to come over and watch it with you. And so, also, if you work for some of these companies that are sponsoring this, like contact your marketing department and say, Hey, we don't want to be a part of this anymore. Like, you should not yeah. want your brand a part of this. Like, it Talk is. Talk to Yasser. I end up hating your brands because of your advertisements on this because it just is ruining everything. So. No, uh, next up on the ad read front is no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to change my pick, by the way. Can I hit you guys with a stat from, Please. of course, from Justin Ray? Uh, 
25 of the last 27 U.S. Open champions have been within three shots of the lead after 36 holes. That's cool, man. Don't pick Xander. It's not the kind of tournament that, you know, guys, so you guys are not going 65-65. I, I think I'm going to rescind my Scotty pick. Oh, I don't, I don't, think, he's, I don't yeah. think he's coming back. Uh, I am taking... It's a coin flip for me right now between the rib and Big Dick Rick. Uh, I'm taking Big Dick Rick, so that way Rory will win. I said Scotty at 10. I'm sticking with it. TC? I'm going with Rick. KDB, All in on Rick. Your pick? I'm, I'm sticking with Scotty. Cody? I, I think there's, 20, there's two t- chances in there when it 25 out of the last 27. I think we'll, we'll have uh, 25 out of the last 28 by this time. So. You know, I sent a note out today. I, I told my my brother in arms to go get some ice, maybe uh, pull out some patties, get them defrosting overnight, seeing what type of salads I need to bring over because, boys, from one Hollywood to another, it is fucking Rory McElroy. And that is it. That is happening right here. Big Dick Rick, I'm sorry. He's still going to stay medium. That'll continue on. Wyndham, great playing today. I just don't see it. Uh, and, man, Scotty. I just don't believe in that putter. He's got some. I, I do not think Hell this yeah. is the worst of it. Amen, brother. Hey, one one final question before we get out of here. Anybody that missed the cut other than Max that really kind of you guys scratched your head at? They kind of shook you. For me, it was Adam Scott. Adam Scott missing the cut. I was like, damn, I didn't see that one coming. Uh, we mentioned Spieth. I, I wouldn't say that that like is shocking, shocking. Justin Rose. I, I just felt like this yeah. would have been okay for him. I was surprised to see him shoot 76 yesterday. Came back with 68 today, but, uh, that, that, that'd be, that'd be a surprise. That was a surprise to me. I'm going to, uh, shout out to my Jason guy, Andy Day. Johnson, who Andy Johnson owes me five bucks because he said that Kurt Kitayama was going to be in the top 10 and he mm. missed the cut, uh, badly. So just, just missed. Uh, Keegan, I would say. Uh, yeah, I was going to say Keegan too. He's a, it's, it kind of felt like a big boy park, some that he would he would kind of rise up for. Yeah, but also, I was going to go with Phil. All this talk about all this prep that he's been putting in, the only on guy that was here too. last week coming in, grinding it out, then going back home, buying up lots all over his mansion already in Rancho Cucamonga or whatever it is, <laughs> and then coming back up. I'm I'm kind of disappointed that Phil's not around for the weekend. Phil claimed that he was waiting until the tournament was over because he had more to say, but he didn't want to expend emotional energy. Uh, and now that uh, the tournament is over, he he bailed out of town and did not have anything to say to the media before he left. So perhaps we'll catch up with Phil uh, at the Open Championship, which I assume is when we'll see him. Although I guess they'll probably play in the, the next uh, live event, which yeah. is in Bedminster, maybe? I yeah, know. I thought you said you are going to Bedminster. I think it's Valderrama's next, right? Oh, you're right. Oh. It is Valderrama. Oh, yeah, I'm going to Valderrama. Did I expense that yet? That <laughs> oh, Spain? Cam, yeah. Cam Davis kind of shook me, too. I thought Cam Davis was going to play well this week. I did, too. As well. But, uh, guys, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Adrian Dumont de Chassart continues to lead on the Corn Ferry Tour. Uh, oh, my gosh. We Two in a row. At, yeah, and, we're looking at him for, for, a, uh, for a Ryder Cup spot and for this year. Also, to uh, as we wrap up, we, we are trying to – not do merge related stuff, but it's it's worth noting they actually broke in on the telecast to to report that the uh, it is official that the the lawsuits have been dropped between the PGA Tour and Live slash the PIF uh, dropped with prejudice, which means they can't be picked back up. It's extreme prejudice. Um, 
again, we probably needed to spend a lot of time trying to unpack exactly how what all that means. It seems like a great thing for the tour that even if this merge doesn't go through, they can't pick back up on the legislation. But I haven't put in the full thought to that, and we're kind of avoiding that topic this week just because we want to focus on the golf. But uh, something to to keep an eye on. Yeah, maybe get in, get into that on Sunday, maybe. Yeah, we'll save that can, for later. Day. Can we? Uh, I'll take a I'll put on my Dick Ryder hat for a second here and just say that I hope I hope Jay is doing well. Uh, I don't know if we've said yeah. that. I don't care how bad you think Jay is at his job, and certainly we have criticized him plenty. Uh, I would, if this happened to Greg Norman, I would feel the same. Like uh, the guy's got family and kids, and uh, I've I've only met Jay like twice. Uh, I don't have any like personal connection to him, but uh, you know, I really hope that uh, his health is okay and and he gets better. Amen. Here, here. Amen to that. Yep. Yeah, it, uh, it it seeing the reaction online also just helped framed a lot of the things I've felt over the last year of like yeah, seeing people just like shit on him for having a serious health condition was like ah, okay, we're truly dealing with some of the worst pieces of shit uh, imaginable on the planet, and like yeah. it makes a lot of the last year on Twitter make a lot more sense because it's been very confusing to a lot of us and. Just watching that was just like ah, that's a reminder of uh, of where things are at in this in this world, unfortunately. So, trying to find a video. I guess there's a video that Scotty on the range afterwards. He's throwing clubs around. Oh, that's, that's your guys' definitely going to win. Yeah, definitely that's your guys' boy. <laughs> definitely going to win. to get it all out. Own it, uh, yeah. He's he TC it. are distancing ourselves. He's he's hitting. Well, sorry about that. Hidden drivers. I don't think I'm going to be able to show it, but mm. hidden drivers not not the best, and literally. Just, just chucking them out there. Hmm. Also, if anybody wants to watch any golf tomorrow morning, because it's like the leaders don't tee off till like seven o'clock or six o'clock our time uh, tomorrow night, is uh, watch the the uh, RNA the women's am is on Ingrid mm-hmm. Lindblad. Uh, it's 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 streaming. They're in the the quarterfinals tomorrow. Be whittling down here as we go along, but some pretty good golf. They're from Prince's. Oh, I just having fun out there. Come on, that's that's totally innocent. We're fine. We're totally <laughs> yeah. fine. That's, that's like a walk off home run. Yeah, I was gonna say that's that that not an angry. That's like, a, oh, I just nailed it. He's, he's, Manny he's Ramirez. The drive. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you, High Noon, Athletic Greens, and Omni Cody on the ones and twos. KVV hoofing it around on site all day. TC for the apology. DJ Pi for bringing the heat as always. All of the live listeners in the chat, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, and we appreciate the folks listening on the podcast as well and consistently keeping us up in the top five, top ten of all of sports podcasts when major championships roll around. It's greatly, greatly appreciated. So uh, thank you guys all for being here. We will see you back here tomorrow night. Excited to watch some major championship golf this weekend. Cheers. Folks, tip your Cheers. waiters on the way yeah, out. TC, I'm, I'm here. We got an 86 of scallops, man. Yeah, can you break a 20 so I can push and tip TC? Thank you. Push the pitch. Push the pitch, TC. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? It is better than most. Better than most!